All right, welcome back, folks. It is episode 18 of the Bibbs Corner Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this game. Uh, the Mavs <laughs> clearly didn't take it seriously, so why should I? Um, we're headed to the playoffs, though, so that's exciting. Um, I wanted to see some good things to take away from this game to go into the playoffs, but apparently... Uh, Rick just wanted to make sure the team was healthy and could uh, enjoy this experience. So it is what it is. Um, I don't really have a lot to really contribute, but uh, I will say the Bobinator got busy in this game. I loved it. It was beautiful. Um, Not sure how much of them we're going to see in the playoffs, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Very excited that Boban just got the ball out. I think he had... Uh, he was in the game for about 29 minutes tonight, so just good to see him get, get floor time and be appreciated by the masses for whatever time. Um, I'm looking forward to that, that Blazers game tonight, though. This is one of Dame's opportunities to kind of stake his claim. The Nets really don't have anything to play for, but they also don't have but so many players, so it's not like they can really rest anybody. Um so I'm sure they're going to have enough firepower to steal a win if Dame doesn't show up, if CJ's back is still hurting, things like that. So we shall see what happens. Um, man, it would have been great to have Blazers versus Suns, but uh, it's, it's not the way it worked out. So it is what it is. Um, I'm going to cut this off, drop the ad, and uh, then I'll, I'll go over a little bit of the stats just to kind of give you guys a picture of what happened in case you didn't watch the game. And then I'm going to answer some questions. So hopefully this will be a, a pretty quick pod. I guess you can already see how many minutes are on it. So you'll know if I succeeded. Catch you after the break. All right. Welcome back to the Bibs Corner Podcast. This again is episode 18. I am your host at Mike Bibbins at Bibs Corner for the basketball stuff. And we'll keep it at that for now. Um, like I said, the Mavs didn't really take this game seriously. And uh, somehow I struggled through it and continued to watch all the way to the end because uh, for whatever reason, I couldn't look away. Um but as far as the, the game, KP immediately sat out. They said he had a uh, heel contusion, which is not something that I would be concerned about. Probably just uh, an excuse to not play him. Um, but Luka did play 13 minutes, had 18 points, uh, five rebounds, and basically just uh, messed up his stat line <laughs> by doing that. Uh, DFS played 10 minutes. He had an assist. Uh, THJ and Seth both played 20 minutes and finished with 8 points and 2 boards. THJ was 2 for 8 and Seth was 3 for 9, so that doesn't leave a great taste in the old mouth heading into the playoffs. Uh, Boban, however, I mentioned in the cold open, the Bobinator and Bobby. Uh, you rang if you want to do your, set, your Shaq impression. Um, Boban had a night, 18 points, 20 boards three dimes and I do mean dimes he was he was dishing he was serving um I think he he was able to show I mean he put the ball on the floor a couple times I had like a nice like showing show and go type of situation 
um, at the rim, just 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 showing the full package out there, pause. And um, I, I I enjoy Boban getting minutes, man. I, I enjoy seeing Boban play basketball. Uh, it would be nice to see some of that uh, going forward, but who knows what what old Rick is gonna do? We'll we'll get into that with some of your questions that I saw earlier. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I wanted the twenty twenty game for Boban. We ended up with eighteen and twenty. That's okay. Uh, he played twenty nine minutes, and uh, I mean he looked good. So it is what it is. Uh, moving on to the bench, and this is where I was hoping to maybe have something positive to take away from this game, something to look forward to, or somebody to do something that that mattered in this game at all. And um, the only person who really gave me anything was MKG. And he played 21 minutes, uh, six points, three boards, an assist, and a block. Um, <clears throat> he did get broken down by Booker, but you know what? I'm not going to hold that against him. <laughs> um, for the most part, he was active. Uh, I appreciated his aggression, putting the ball on the floor, attacking the rim. Uh, I would hope under normal circumstances, a couple of those drives wouldn't have happened, but uh, we needed people to try anything at this point with uh, how, how slim the bench was, so I wasn't mad at uh, either of them. I think he had like a couple pick-and-roll opportunities, but again, I'm... In this in this series, we're going against one of the teams that actually plays bigs, with Zubash and uh, Montrez Harrell, and then they have two big wings in Paul George and Kawhi. Um, I guess three really, if you want to count Morris. So, I, and I mean, you could even co- include um, what's his name, Jamichael Green. So I mean, they have size basically, and I do think it's valuable to have MKG add depth for us in the interior and when i say interior i just mean position wise we know they're going to end up on the perimeter but uh to have mkg and even boban hopefully to kind of spread spread the time out between uh them kp and maxi and hopefully not leave maxi and kp dealing with anybody in the paint because that's not where their strengths lie um that would be great, in my opinion, to, to just throw them in there five, ten minutes uh, and just kind of keep the pace with our other guys, not having to play 34, not having KP play 40 minutes, not having Maxi play 25, 30. Um, and then also being able to, to absorb some of the fouls that are inevitable in that situation because we can't have KP fouling out. That's my main thing. I don't want to see KP as the only big on the floor. In my opinion, at any point in the game, that's not a good scenario offensively or defensively. And that's in my humble opinion. So, again, glad to see MKG get some minutes in these last few games. Hopefully it does turn into something for the playoffs. Um, Make that that signing worth it, in my opinion. Uh, As far as everybody else. I mean, Burke played 18 minutes, seven points. One board, three assists, one steal, three for eight from the field. Uh, Maxi only played 10 minutes. Uh, he had three points, one board, one assist. He did put Book, or no, not one assist, it was a block. He put Booker on the wall, and it was epic. Like, uh, Booker decided to pull the ball out, 
you know, slow dribble, leaning down, like, oh, I got this, one-on-one, clear the floor out, everybody. Drove, and then Maxi just stuffed the ball right back in his face. It was beautiful. Um, these guys really aren't reading the scouting reports, or the scouts aren't doing their jobs. Um, but every time I see that in the game, it just lets me know that Maxi definitely did not get any all-defense votes because if he was getting the attention and the love he deserved, there's no way coaches would still allow their guys to try to ISO on him and drive. That's a, a formula for disaster for anybody that knows and watches Maxi play basketball. Uh, I get excited when I see somebody pull the ball out on Maxi. I immediately, like I, when I went to the Charlotte game, I was like right behind the Hornets bench, and I know I was getting on their nerves. I had a few players like turn around and look. Anytime they tried to ISO on Maxi, I would just get up and yell, you know, that's not a mismatch. Like over and over, that's not a mismatch. And then watch him swat whoever it was at the rim. It was beautiful. Or just clamp them up on the perimeter, have them dancing and looking goofy. Um, leave Maxie alone. Y'all are dumb. And in that, in that same breath, I'll say the more Maxie I get on Kawhi, the better. And it, it, Or on PG. Y'all don't want to know what, what I would be doing with Maxie if I was a coach because uh, I don't know if he's utilized always to the best of his abilities. I don't know if that's a problem of our lack of depth, but... I feel like I would play Maxi at the three. Uh, long story short, like he would oh, never be in as the only big man. He'd be three or four if they're playing against a team with a stretch big. Uh, there would not be any Maxi minutes at the five. I need him on guarding guys on the perimeter and uh, not having to deal with big men at all, like tr- actual big men. As far as the rest of the squad, everybody's favorite player, Justin Jackson, was hooping sarcasm uh he did have 13 points two boards he played 28 minutes so he's one of the guys that got big minutes tonight uh, he was actually five for ten even though it feels like he missed a thousand shots and um but was one for four from three um delon four points two boards four assists jj was four for 12 on his many shots that he was chunking uh, Cleveland and Reeves came in and I mean, they brought energy and activity, which I personally like. Uh, you can judge the quality of that energy all you want. But when guys aren't getting minutes and they get out there, they haven't played a lot of NBA minutes. They're going to look a little erratic at times. But I, I, I see the good in that. I see the what how that can become a positive down the line for both of those players. So um, unfortunately, this wasn't necessarily a situation where we could do like the Spurs and just have our young guys play a ton of minutes like we actually did initially have something to play for to some degree um but again I would love to see both of those guys retained in some way Justin Jackson can retire from the NBA from all I care at this point uh and JJ uh, may be retiring anyway so we'll see how that goes uh he may hang around who knows and DeLon can also go we can that, that experiment needs to end it's <laughs> it didn't work um but yeah, I think I talked about this game more than I actually intended to. Uh, the Suns got their little W, and uh, now it's on to, to Dame to decide their fate. So uh, I'm going to jump straight to the questions. I kept this under 10 minutes. That was my goal. So let's get to it.
right, folks, I'm back. Gonna get into these questions. No games to be played. Let's get straight to it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna be nice and just check to make sure nobody else sends some questions in. Do, 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 do. Uh, 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 uh. What is this? What is this? What is this? Ah, that ain't what I wanted. Excuse me, podcast, while I put you on a brief hold. I'll be right back with you. All right, so the first question on the docket tonight comes from my good, good pal, uh, Hallelujah, 77. And uh, he said, uh, who's one, I guess uh, there's some translating I need to do. Who's one player we should add this offseason and one we need to get rid of? And I can't mention Justin Jackson. So, um, I don't want to get into the looking at free agents and stuff like that yet. Uh, We're not done yet, so... Uh, I've been very vocal about what I think we need on the team, and that's that tough defensive dog type in the starting lineup. Um, I could also use a another big wing, like six seven, six eight wing type player, uh, or a switchable defender at the guard, somebody who can guard two through four, um, or even a point. So somebody can guard one one through four, handle some ball handling duties from time to time. Um, as far as who we should get rid of, if I can't name Justin Jackson, I think DeLon Wright should be in some type of trade package somewhere. I just don't think that that has worked out the way that we may be intended, and I don't think he's been happy. So I think that should end. Um, the only other person I should would say which should be being shopped is Jalen Brunson if we are able to trade him to add something in a position of need. One of those things I mentioned prior, um, the, the defensive dog type or the, um, the switchable guard. Um, if we can get one of those things for in a Jalen Brunson type package, then I'm all for it. Uh, moving forward. Mick Casland, 41 asked, Will Carlisle forget that Boban exists? And I'm going to assume that you mean in the playoffs. There is a very high probability that that occurs. However, I think the fact that we're going to be facing the Clippers decreases the likelihood. So I'm going to say, if I had to put a percentage on it, 25% chance that Boban is forgotten. I, I really do believe Depending on how, I mean, I would almost expect to see him play in game one um, just because of how it went the last time we played the Clippers. Um, we can't let Zubak beat us. That's for sure. And I don't remember the last time I saw KP body anybody up in the paint. So, And I don't want him bodying people up in the paint. This goes back to my conversations before the season started. KP bodying people in the paint is not good for anybody. That's that's just how I feel. Um, 
I don't want to see Montrez Harrell throwing his body into Chris Stapps Porzingis or Maxi for that matter. Um, that's 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 my my take on that whole situation. I would much rather those bodies be thrown at Boban or uh, even MKG to some degree. So that's that. Um, I'm going to go 100% chance that Boban plays in the series in at least two games and a total of 15 minutes. That's that's what I'm going to go out on the line. Um, if you listen to the podcast and you hear me say that, I want you to challenge me with some type of like something I had to lose if he doesn't play 15 minutes in the series. Like so make it a bet. I'm gonna I'm willing to bet he's gonna play fifteen minutes at least in the series. Moving forward. The MKG fan, MB only underscore twenty five asked, Can the Mavs fix their defensive woes in the playoffs? And quite honestly, I don't believe they can. Um the mistakes that we're making, the things that we doing that we're doing are Things that uh, take time to fix that require a culture shift to some degree that um, we don't have enough coaches on the floor type players to make that type of shift happen. Um, Luca is very good at losing his man on the perimeter. Um, and when we don't usually play enough bigs to... Um, really defend the paint like we need to. And then the third part of that is that when we do play small, usually that means, especially in our bench unit, Maxie's going to be the, the, the lone big in some of those scenarios. And then he's guarding a wing player. So then when... Or we stick him in the corner. Let me put it on that way. So on offense, we stick him in the corner. And then he's our supposed to be our rim protector. So then when, let's say, he gets a shot or somebody gets a shot and it's missed, he is now taking the longest trip down the court to get back and defend the rim. And if he's the only big on the court, that means that the only other options to defend the rim are guys like Trey Burke or JJ. All right, so... I was in the middle of talking there and then someone decided to call me, which is the fun part of um, recording a podcast on your phone is that when you get a phone call, it ends your recording. So um, back what, what, where, I, where I was trying to get was basically that when we play Maxi as the lone big and we stick him in the corner on offense and then a shot goes up and it's a long miss because we're shooting threes. The other team gets out on the fast break, and the only people that are deterring them from scoring are guys like Seth, um, Trey Burke, you know, small guards. So that's why teams get a ton of transition points against us. Same thing with KP. If we stick him uh, on the side or whatever the case may be, uh, we don't have anyone. We don't have that big wing or anybody like that to, to stop a fast break. Um and the other team gets an easy bucket at the other end. Doesn't help like in this game tonight where Justin Jackson was casually jogging back up the court after a make. And um, just nobody saw that Cam Johnson had leaked out. And uh, I believe MKG saw it. 
before Cam, uh, Justin Jackson, or maybe he saw it at the same time, but Jackson never increased his speed to try to get over there. MKG had to run past him to try to, and still got there to contest. And it's just like that when you play with that attitude, that type of energy, then that lets me know the how seriously you take your job. And again, I feel no, I, I don't feel bad at all for saying that Justin Jackson can retire for all I care. Um, what, what do we have next? What do we have next? We have a question from the homie, uh, Ryan McGill. And uh, his question is, if we're talking about the Clippers, what are my top three worries for that series? So top three worries are, one, that they're just going to beat us up on the interior, which they did with just Zubak. So I can only imagine how that's going to look with Zubak and Harrell. Um, Number two is... Even though they're probably going to beat us up on the interior, we're going to hit shots and we're going to give ourselves a chance going into every fourth quarter. So then my next issue is going to be how do we close games? And not just in the sense of who has the ball. I would love to see KP get a lot some of those late game touches. I would love to see Luka KP play a two-man game in a pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop type scenarios with the shooters spread out. Um, but then the, the rotations, like who are we going to have in in those scenarios? Uh, there's a lot to, to take into account when it comes to closing games, but it has been a an area of issue for us this season. So that's number two on that list of my top three worries for the series. And then the third thing is the potential to get swept. I don't want that. I feel like that brings us to a long fall of having to hear people talking about Luca getting swept, and I just don't want that on my soul, on my heart. I don't. I don't want to spend time dealing with that. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, if we can avoid getting swept, if we can, if Rick maybe has something up his sleeve with the 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 closing of games, and then if we can do our best not to get bullied by maybe playing our tougher interior guys and MKG and Boban, that would be great. And by the way, um, hit them up on Twitter. It's at R-Y-M-I-C-H-A-I-L. He actually started a uh, Discord for Mavs Talk um, that's welcome to anybody. Just hit him up if you want the link. Uh, You can get in there. Uh, I think one of the things he's pointed out as a benefit is um, in the Discord, I believe the last time I checked there were in the 40s with members. But basically, everybody has a voice. Uh, you don't get lost in the sauce like you do on Twitter with a thousand voices coming at you left and right. And people like myself who have like 3,000 people they follow or followers are clogging up all the space on the timeline. Uh, so in the Discord, everybody's, you know, on a, on the same footing, on the equal ground. And um, you can share your thoughts, have discussions, whatever the case may be, in a, in a way that gives you more control over uh, the conversation. So uh, now moving forward, I believe is one more. Yes. All right. So E-Man Garza 7. That's E-M-A-N-G-A-R-Z-A 7. Ask me what lineup I like for crunch time. So 
When I think crunch time, I think the last five minutes of the game. Uh, based on who we have and who we're going to be facing, um, I want Luca, Timmy, THJ, and then <clears throat> because I it it is what it is. I'm going to go Maxi and KP, but I want KP guarding Zubak if Zubak is in or Harold. I want KP on that assignment. I don't want that to be Maxi. I want Maxi on Kawhi and DFS on PG cuz I feel like with Kawhi, we want somebody that can be more physical cuz Kawhi is going to try to use his body to get as close to the rim as possible and put up a jumper if he's going to put up a jumper. PG is more of a jump shooter in those scenarios. So we want somebody that's going to be able to be quick enough and have the length to contest. So put DFS on that assignment. And then um, uh, I'm good with the rest. Like uh, whatever happens, happens with the rest of the guys. But those are my two keys defensively. And notice I started on the defensive end of the ball. And then offensively, with that lineup, I want to see a ton of pick and roll or with Luca and KP, a double pick and roll maybe with KP and Maxi. Like I want to see Luca playing off the bigs. Um, both are guys that are threats to score at the rim and can pop and shoot. So if you maybe hit them with come off of both screens, send one at the rim, pop one out. Like that's, I mean, you're giving yourself a lot of options. And then, of course, if you have THJ and DFS, spreading as well like both of those guys can hit the catch and shoot jumper so um love to see that be the the closing five minute lineup if uh if i had any say over the matter and that's really it for this podcast i'm gonna wrap this up i appreciate you guys tuning in it is playoff time uh things are gonna get very interesting here over the next few days i'm about to go get something to eat and prepare for uh dame time here in a minute um but again thank you all for checking in every single time that you do it it warms my heart to to see people still (laughs) checking in to to see what i'm talking about on the podcast um eventually i hope to be start bringing people in um but right now like i said i just kind of hit play on this the first bubble game and uh wanted to see what would happen and people have responded so again i appreciate all the love and hope you continue to check in. Uh, playoff edition should be very fun. I'll catch you guys on the other side. Peace.